Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Important to all of us. And the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, for everything there's a season and a time and to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which was planted. You know, I, I'm sure all of you thought what I think. Where did, where did our life go? You didn't think that. Well, some of you, it looked like some life has gone by you, as well as me. But how many knows that many times we just take time for granted? When I was young, I never thought about time. The only thing I thought about is getting up, doing what I wanted to do, but as life begins to play out for me and to play out for you and us, we begin to realize we could have done much better with the time we had. Can anybody say amen to that? So I want to minister on that because time never stops. Never stops. My dad used to say to me, I'd say, I hate school. I hate school. It's so long and summer so short. And Dad said to me over and over again, you're one day going to realize you wasted a lot of time. And so in life, in the kingdom of God, the Bible said, the Word of God said, there's a purpose under the sun and a season for our lives. And you and I can be what no one else can be. We're individuals. We're different. But time is so important that you and I capture it. I don't know if you've been listening to people, but boy, this is a bad time. Prices are sky high. Or this time, this was going on or that was going on. And you and I tonight need to realize because time never stops. Do you know when you go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow, you'll never have this day again in your life? It was a time God gave you. You got up out of bed this morning. It might have been a good day, jumped out of bed. And it might have been a day like... Wow, the night was so short, and we're griping all day long that we got to do this and that. And yet it's a time that God has given us that if we will capture it, we can make an imprint with our lives. Yes. Amen. I had somebody say something to me Sunday. He said, you know what, if I could just go back, I'd change a few things. And you can't go back. Is that right? But you got now. You got time right now. It's a time that's gifted by God to you and me. See, but time's moving. It's moving quickly. And what seems like it's dragging on, before long we'll all be in eternity. And what's important isn't the house we lived in or the money we had in the bank. None of that's going to matter. It's not the title we had or the position we had. But what matters is what I did with the time God gave me. And that's the same for you and me both. And so I want to minister and I want to give some thoughts tonight about time because time is so important. I was thinking, it's hard for me to believe I'm as old as I am because my now, Howie, we know how old he is, but uh, 
<laughs> how he said me too. But how many knows tonight that when you look in the mirror, you say, where's my life been? When I was uh, 58 years old, no, 48 years old, I apologize. My father passed away. He was 80 years old. I remember growing up as a boy, and Dad would be there, and, and it seemed like Dad would always be there. But I got a call one middle of the night, and my sister said, Dad's had a massive heart attack, and I was in Oregon. He was in Indiana. She said, I don't know if he can live till you get home, so you need to make a decision. So I said to her, go into the room, and I want you to put the phone up to my dad's ear. He couldn't talk. You couldn't understand him. He was just having massive heart attacks, shocking him constantly. And so I said to my dad on the phone, I said, Dad, I'm going to come home. But I can't get a flight out of Oregon, Portland. And so it was like 3 in the morning. I couldn't get home till midnight that next day. And so I said, Dad, hang on. I'm coming home. And so my sister said that dad was watching the clock all day, and it was midnight. He got real restless, wanted to know why I wasn't there. So I remember going into his room, and uh, talking to him, he couldn't talk back. He wrote me all these little notes, and it's like a little two-year-old scribble. I, I, can't, I got the notes, I just can't read them. And so I said to Dad, I said, Dad, I know you gave your heart to the Lord, and I know you've been serving him. Are you ready to go to heaven? And Dad shook his head. Now, this is a total different time. Dad's always there. I always expected him to be there. I always expected him to go home where Dad would be there. And so I remember, and all of a sudden he has a heart attack, and they ran in, threw me out of the room, and shocked him. And so after they got him stable again, I went in and said, Dad, do you want him to keep shock shocking you? And he shook his head. He couldn't talk to me, understand. And so I said, are you sure? I said, if they don't shock you, you're going to end up in heaven, not a hospital. Do you want me to tell them not to shock you? And he did this. So I got my mother and my sisters, and we went in, and I wanted them to see that dad didn't want to be shocked anymore so I told the nurse to call the doctor she said we're going to keep shocking him we have to and so the doctor that my dad had been going to 40 years we had these doctors back there everybody went to the same doctor and so she got him on the phone and I said this is Harry he said you mean Harry Jr. I said yeah he said oh you got home I said dad don't want to be shocked anymore He's ready to go to heaven. And he started, and he was all black and blue from them shocking him. And so the doctor said, put the nurse on the phone. And he said to the nurse, don't do any more for him. So I went in, and I said, Dad, there'll be a time. I'll see you again. But won't be long, Dad. You'll see the Lord. And I remember walking out to tell my mother something, and I heard this cold blue. They took cold blue when the massive machines do, but they didn't shock him in more time. He was in eternity. Do you know there's a time you and I are going to go to? It could be four today's over. Now, I'm not trying to be negative, but we've got to capture time 
The greatest gift we have is time right now. Time to serve God. Time to see God move. Time to see people come to Jesus Christ. But you and I get so busy with what we can't keep, we fail to invest our time in something we can't lose. Time. So we, I want us to consider that together tonight, what we're going to do with the time that God's given us. See, t- the tendency for me in time is, by the time it's passed away, I just want to look back and think of what was rather than look ahead and see what I could do and see what God wants to do. The greatest gift besides salvation that God has given us is time. A time where our life can count for eternity. A time that we can impact people. A time that we can so impact them that they'll be in heaven for all eternity. And God has not made a mistake by giving you who you are and helping you to be who you are. But God does want us to capture time and make an impact for the kingdom of God. Have you ever said something needs to change? Have you ever said to yourself, I need to do something, but I'll do it later? I know most people's never done that here. but And so then you're tormented because you put it off. And so time passes, and you could be enjoying the day, but no, you're thinking about what you should have did or didn't do. And, and so time can captivate you to a point to where it could torment you Unless you make time serve you and you don't serve time. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't. It's called indecision, huh? In our lives. You know, one of the outstanding things about Jesus, he was here for a period of time, but he captured the moment. He did not let time control him. He controlled time. Even when Mary Martha called him and said, if you don't come, he's going to die. He did not respond at that moment to that. He knew what he was going to do. He knew he would capture the moment was time. But he made time serve him. He did not serve time. What would you do if you could live your life or would you change something? But you can't live it over. That's the problem, isn't it? You ever been on a diet? I have lost more weight than the barn the farmer did when he killed a herd of cows. You know, the problem is, I always say to myself, it won't hurt me, I'll just eat it. Then I feel guilty. You ever done that? And so what happens, then you have to go on a diet again and go on a diet again. It's called, you're living a life, you have a desire Instead of capturing that and make time serve you, you serve time, just like I do.
And so missed opportunities in a life we can't capture. I guess I'm preaching this because I'm getting older. Or I shouldn't say getting older, I am old. I'm the same age my dad was when he died. Except I I made four more months into 80 than he did. So I I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And I thought about what Jesus said. He said, it's finished. What he did, he lived a life, walked among the people, gave the truth. He was the truth. He was the son of God. But he was not controlled by time. He controlled time. He made the decisions so they did not become captive to the moment. I was thinking about a lady I pastored in Sport, Illinois. Her name was Janet, and she uh, just was a normal housewife. But she's always trying to bring people to church and to witness to them. And she was on her way to Sparta. It was a Wednesday night, and she had a thought, I should go back and witness to this couple that lives in this drug house. They had children. They were living in a drug house up above it. Drugs were being sold. And so Janet turned around and went back, and this guy's name was Dennis. His wife, his girlfriend was named Tina, and they had two little children. And she said, Dennis, I want you to go to church with me tonight. Don't say no. I want you to get down. Just come as you are, and I want to take you to church. And he did. His life was a mess. Him and his friend were selling drugs to the guards of Menard Penitentiary in Chester, Illinois. And they were being watched by the FBI. They have film of them. So Dennis came to church that night. I preached, gave an altar call, and he came down to the altar and gave his life to Jesus. Now that's just a moment that a lady felt God lead her. She goes to this drug house, beats on the door. Dennis comes there and says, you need to go to church with me tonight, and he did. Dennis became a preacher, an evangelist. He traveled the world, all because a lady captured a moment. Odds were against her that Dennis would go to church. But she said to him, you need to go tonight. She insisted that he go, and he came, got saved. We moved him out of the drug house the next day. We rented a little house for him, got food in for them and the kids, and Dennis never looked back. All because a lady, just a lady in church, and Pastor Wilson knows her, and he knew Dennis, witness to a man living in a drug house whose life was totally a wreck. So what is time? Time is a moment that if we'll capture it, eternity will be shaken for good. If you're still awake, nod your head one time. Thank you.
I'm looking at you, and you're looking at me, and I'm thinking. We call it wasting time, don't you? You ever, you ever waste time? But yet it's a precious gift from God. You know, people go in the ground and get gold. And you say, well, God made that gold from God. Well, I agree, but God also gave us time. He gives us a day where we wake up and we have this moment that we, if we'll just trust God, our lives can make an impact for eternity. After that, Dennis traveled, preached, people got saved. And I want to say again, all because Janet stopped and decided before she'd go to church, I'm going to try to get him to go. Eternity is affected by her. Every time somebody was converted to Christ through Dennis's ministry, Janet captured that moment, and that's why it happened. And you and I, life is a vapor, the Bible said. It's here and it's gone. And you and I have a privilege right now, and in this world as messed up as it is, you know, you say, well, gas and food's high. I agree. But what's really sad is people need Jesus. And if you and I don't capture this moment, maybe we're just wasting the time that God's given us. The Bible said Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. That was his mission. He might have caused Lazarus to come out of the tomb. He might have caused a man laying by the pool to be healed instantly. He might have set the man that had full of demons and set him free. But his total vision and the reason he came is that sinners like you and me can be born again. But we have to capture this moment. See, I believe that the world's messed up, and I believe it's wicked, but I believe God can pour His Spirit out and people could start getting saved and touching other people if you and I will capture the moment. You ever ask somebody, what time is it? You ever ask that? Anybody ever ask what time is it? So we look at the watch and say, oh, it's 10 to 7. And by the clock, that's true. But it's the time is opportunity that our lives can make an impact and eternity can be shaken and lives can be changed because you and I capture the time. See, God's purpose in time, I want to read what it is in the Bible here. He said, harvest is coming. He said, look out on the fields. For they're white unto harvest. He said, don't say this many months. He said, it's ripe now. That's what Jesus said. I'm not saying, the Lord Jesus said this, that the, the harvest is there in the fields for those that will go after it. I don't know if you've ever been on a farm, but there's a time if you don't pick, you lose the harvest. One time I went and picked strawberries. 
was going to give us a quarter a gallon. And I think I was there about six hours and had one gallon and I ate the rest of them. <laughs> I went in, I'd never forget, and the guy said, is that all you <laughs> picked? I, I probably had strawberries everywhere, man. I ate the good ones and picked the bad ones. But, you know, just like I did, there's a harvest out there. And it's ripe. That's why the Bible said, who will go for us? And so this is our greatest time for opportunity we've ever had. Are you listening? We've never been here before. We've never been at 6.53, the clock says, on Wednesday night on the 12th of October before. And as God gives us a day tomorrow or the weeks ahead or the months ahead before we go into eternity, you and I can capture the moment and impact eternity. You can and I can impact eternity. We might not have talent to build something or we're not able to sing a song on tune, but what we can do, we can impact eternity if we'll capture this time. We had a guy come in today that graduated from Jacob's Ladder, and I looked at him, I said, uh, you got another problem or something? What? What's going on? He said, no, I just come to tell you. I came to Jacob's Ladder because I had to. And I made up my mind, I'm just going to sit there and not pay attention. But he said, and this was by Cowie when you were preaching, Jacob's Ladder. He said, something struck my heart. And I went home and I couldn't sleep. And he said, God, if you're really real, I want you to change me. And he said, that moment on, I'm a different person. Capturing the moment. Jacob's ladder had to be here. Didn't want to be here. But at that time, whoever was preaching, whoever was teaching, God used them to impact their life. And because they captured that moment, they'll be with the Lord for all eternity. What time is it, I ask you? The Bible said the labors are few. The Bible said, he that loses his life for my sake will find it. We're going to leave everything. Joy and I have been married 57 years. And over those years, I've traveled and got to go around the world. And I bought her gifts everywhere. She's got all these trinkets and she keeps everything polished and everything clean everything where it goes all but one time I came home from a revival and she changed everything around I come in in the dark and hit a flower pot right between my eyes and I ended up on the floor and I said listen next time you change things around you leave a note on the door or leave a light on since then, she hadn't changed nothing around. I mean, I mean everything. But you know what? And it's beautiful, and we enjoy it. But you know what? 
we're not going to have it. But we're going to a place, a perfect place with joy unspeakable. We're going to a place where nobody's ever sick. There's no FBI, IRS, or CIA. No, but a place to be in the presence of a living God where we'll be in joy and worship like our bodies could never dream could happen. But it all's based on time. And I was thinking today, when you get older, you, you like naps. My body loves naps. I can sit in a chair and my body go to sleep instantly almost. But I was thinking, how much time do I have left? I'm not trying to be a negative person, but only God knows. Whatever time I have left, he given me. He's given me. And what I do with that time... It's not just going to affect me or Joni or what my life here, but it's going to affect eternity. And you know, I can't give the Lord enough thanks that he deserves. I can't praise enough that it'll be sufficient for what he did for me. But what I can do is what he said. He said, I've come to seek and to save those that were lost. How many Dennis Wrights do we have walking around in town here? Or ladies walking around? That if somebody will just go to them and say, come, I want you to come with me let's, today. Let's go to church. That you'll touch them and for all eternity, they'll be with you in Jesus Christ because you captured the moment. Again, I say, what time is it? We say the Lord could come any moment, don't we? The world's getting ready for him to come, right? And it seems like every day it's getting worse, doesn't it? It makes us think, wow, how, how bad can it get? And, and I agree it's getting bad. But we can't be distracted because it's getting bad. We need to keep our mind on that it's time that we do something for God That'll be significant for all of eternity. Time. I made up my mind today that I'm going to go out of my way to try to reach more people. You know, I go to the Walmart and I fight those big carts that are chasing you down now pastor talked about those cash registers it says put it in the bag well my gripe is that i can't get down the aisles because they block the aisles with big carts and so i go in frustrated knowing i'm going to fight these big carts and i leave frustrated because i've been fighting those big carts but you know I, I thought to myself that's not worth giving my life to that's not my, my problem my problem is I need to focus on eternity. And if I'll do that, and you and I'll do that, this building won't hold it. 
I know you hear us say that, but it will not hold that if all of us will just do what Jesus says and labor in the harvest. And I close with this. Janet said, come on, Dennis, go with me. He went. He got saved, and he captured me after church and said, Pastor, I got a 50-gallon trash bag full of marijuana. What should I do with it? I said, we'll burn it. So we built a bonfire, and all the old farmer dope addicts who had gotten saved that started, and, and they're gathering around the bonfire, not for victory, sir, but I think they were sniffing the dope. But can I tell you something? He gave away his dope. He gave away where he's making his money. And you know what he did? He gave away his life to Jesus Christ. And only eternity. Janet has no idea her reward. Because every time somebody got saved in his ministry, healed in his ministry, delivered, it's because Janet captured that moment. She had never had that moment before. And she's never had that moment again. But she captured it. And all of eternity is shaken. I want to challenge myself and I want to challenge you. Let's, let's don't let time rule us. Let's capture our time. Given by God. So you and I can make a difference in eternity. And a thousand years from now, even though there's no time in heaven, but a thousand years that we consider, if we capture that moment, we'll be in the joy of God. In eternity, we change because God will use you. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we thank you tonight that you've given us this life to live. There was a time for us to be born, and there's a time for us that we'll leave this world. But you not only gave us life, but you give us time where our life can make an impact on this generation. So I pray that you would help every one of us that we'll make a decision that we'll not be a slave to time, but we'll capture time so that we can touch people and souls can be changed for all of eternity. We're here because you wanted us here. You put us here at this time. And one day we'll be done with the time, but you are going to help us as we live a life right now that people's lives can be changed and people can make heaven because the time you gave us, we captured it and people come to you. Help us, give us courage, give us strength. And we want to thank you in advance that you're going to use us to touch lives that's going to meet Jesus as their Savior and spend eternity in heaven because you helped us capture the time that's remained in our life. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.